they can hear us. Yeah, we're recording. <laughs> okay, so we should probably do a little bit of quiet right before we start. Tripping with the Nelsons, yeah! yeah. Tripping with the Nelsons, yeah! Tripping with the Nelsons, yeah! Tripping with the Nelsons, yeah! I think my kazoo broke. Ah, oh, the sun is bright. Hi, everybody. <laughs> You can't do it like that. You have to get sunglasses or something. You can't. I like how you get the sun right there. Yeah, we got good lighting. Good lighting right now. You can't, like, do your podcast. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Welcome to episode number two. Um, This is where we're going to... Tripping with the Nelsons. Yeah, tripping with the Nelsons. We're going to run down some of our toys and what we did to get here that's basically it yeah the cool stuff that we bought yeah so this is la cabana we named her after our favorite restaurant la cabana taqueria and uh it is a little cabin so that's piece of equipment number 101 this is funny because we are filming closer to um the sidewalk. We're right on the sidewalk. We're going to have a lot of guests on this episode. Yeah, lots of segues. Um, so I think one of the biggest, um, well, we did, it took us about a year and a half to do the research of, we thought maybe we'd build our own. We have this really um, talented friend named Jay Nelson up in San Francisco. We thought maybe he could build us one. And then... Um, we started looking at what it would be like to get a four-wheel. Oh, yeah. The pop-up ones. The pop-ups. We didn't want that, though, because we want to be more low-pro and more easy set up every time. We talked to a lot of friends, and they would tell us that um, if you roll into a neighborhood, you can never be incognito camping if you have a pop-up because you're like, <laughs> getting that thing all set up to sleep in and then it's obvious someone's in there whereas if you have this hard top you just roll in pass out roll out which we did mm-hmm. We've um, done it before and we're going to do it many times so then gearing out we got an iceco refrigerator the 47 quart that's super sweet as well as a um EcoFlow solar generator and the solar panels from the same company, and they're rad. One charge on the generator can keep the refrigerator cold for 28 hours. And then super simple to plug it into like the fold-out mobile solar unit. Um, And while we're driving, we can either plug in the ice chest or the generator to the 12-volt cigarette lighter. So staying charged should not be a problem. And not having to deal with ice all the time is going to be a huge blessing. Yeah, and it's crazy because you don't realize how much space the ice is taking up in the cooler. That's what the huge game changer has been Mm -hmm. for the fridge. 
And then brand-wise, obviously, the internet kept leading me toward Dometic as well as everyone. But re like uh, reviews on the Ice Coast sounded really good, and it's almost like half the price, maybe two thirds the price. Seems like a really killer product. We've used it a couple of times, and it's been really nice. And uh, yeah, I think we're psyched on the Ice Co refrigerator. Yeah, see what happens. another big decision was, you know, um, we bought these kind of like car camping sleeping mats from REI. And so far, those have been great. They're a lot thicker than our Thermarest. We were thinking maybe just Thermarest. We wanted some kind of bedding that we could just deflate and roll away so that you don't have to deal with like a mattress we had in our van. Um, kind of like a folding mattress that was also a couch, but it took up so much space and it was always there and you couldn't just like store it in a, you know, you had to like always move it around. So that was a big learning lesson. Um, and then we tried the Thermarest, but they weren't comfortable enough. So now we have these pretty like thick car camping mats and we'll see, I think for like three days, maybe, I don't know, maybe we'll toughen up. And we have on each side, each of our sleeping zones, whether they're together or separate, we have a yoga mat and then one of those extra yoga pads because we need to have those with us anyway. And then our yeah. like inflatable REI mattress on top. It seems really comfortable. I slept yeah. there at Mount Shasta for three nights and was loving it. Yeah, I only, my max has been two nights, I think at Nascimento. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we're in Tepsi Camp. We'll have a review on that later, I guess. Yeah. Um, we got, we ended up just going with a propane stove, uh, Coleman. Um, it's my sea favorite foam, color. Seafoam green. <laughs> my favorite color. Um, and then I got one of those little, like, uh, two-gallon or three-pound propane tanks because it fits under our sleeping platform storage area. It's all strapped in there. And then I think I'll get one of the one pound refillable canisters. So we always have a backup, a little extra. And then sometimes, you know, if we're just using a quick little like heat water before we dawn patrol or something, we won't have to get out the whole thing. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah we'll figure that out. Um, and then we got one of those like cooking sets that's a big pot with a smaller pot, a frying pan, a yeah, cutting board. Yeah, we're still like getting our stuff. kitchen together. It all packs into the one pot really nicely, so that'll be a space saver. Yeah. And they're all thick-bottomed. It seems like a quality product. We're definitely bringing a table. <laughs> and if you know It's going to be right where we're sitting right now. Yeah. There will always be a table right here. Yeah. Um, and then we're looking into getting these plastic sheets. It's been recommended from our f traveling friends, but um, for bed bugs, but also uh, the plastic sheets could be really good for covering up all our stuff because we are going to have sometimes wet surfboards going in and out or sand. So um, it'd be nice, you know, just to have a little like kind of like a tarp. Mm -hmm. of protection with these plastic sheets but the yeah and for when we use them for sleeping that's when we stay in motels and cabanas and stuff where when we're renting a room 
you throw that over the bed and then put our own sleeping gear on top because there might be bed bug issues in those places. I don't think we'll need them in here, huh? I don't think I don't we're going to get so. bed bugs in our camper. I don't think so. Yeah, it's for when we rent places, which we're going to do a lot. I forgot to bring the question out from Christian Edge. Should I, I run in what there? it is. Okay, great. Yeah, we're going to have our first ever Ask the Nelsons segment yeah. coming up later. Um, yeah, and then we got, we're going to have at least five surfboards. We each have our longboards, and then we have a mid-size board that we can share on those kinds of days when I might be shortboarding and Amy, the waves are a bit much for longboarding or something. And then when it's smaller, it's kind of a fun, shapey kind of thing. And then I have a regular regular shortboard and kind of a fishy kind of thing. And, and then I have a Womper, and I'm trying to convince Jamie to also bring a boogie board. We'll see if he will. And we'll have our swim fins. Yeah, swim fins. Oh, snorkels. Got to put that snorkel, on the list. Snorkel gear. Um, and then I'm bringing like a trout fishing rod and an ocean fishing rod, and my buddy Lars is giving me a spear gun that I'm going to get all souped up, so I still have to go find like a buoy and a float line. I've never spearfished. This is going to be <laughs> something I'm super excited about, <laughs> learning how to spearfish. Um, yeah, I think, I don't know what else. Oh, and then we have a toilet. We got, uh, I can't remember what the brand is, but like a little tiny compact toilet with a container for emergency situations. When we're not somewhere we, where we can just dig a hole and where there's no toilet. So that'll be a thing. And then we opted to not get like a built-on canopy thing. And we got like a big tent. Yeah. Just for mosquito, basically, mosquitoes. Yeah, we're, uh, we'll see how we do. We did get a shade, kind of like a shade structure for at the beach and stuff. Mm -hmm. But as far as... I don't know. We're going to see. I mean, it might have been a mistake not to have a canopy, but they just always break on all the ones that we've used and or we can't figure out how to roll them up or something, you know, but. Yeah. And then if you're using that as your kitchen area or your lounge area and it's coming off the truck, it seems like making it all mosquito proof would be really, yeah. really tough. Whereas having like a family-sized tent that you can stand in yeah you know they say not to cook in there but we've done it <laughs> it'll be fine yeah whatever it plus is. we're gonna eat ceviche whatever or maybe you do like do the you know i mean it's not like that's just for like a sunset you know when you're on the beach and all it just gets crazy the mosquitoes and stuff um money that's the next uh, subject i think how do we save all this money um so we made a goal. I mean, people are like, so how much money do you need to do something like that? And I think it's really more about like how much uh, willpower and uh, zest to go do you need than the money? Because you could go for nothing, you know. Um, but our goal was to save $80,000. And I think we've saved... Uh, just short of 60,000 right now, but we've spent, I mean, including the, we're guessing around like 12 to $15,000 on gear, um, including our, um, Bel Air camp shell. And, uh, 
And so then and we're both going to try to sell our electric mountain bikes, and I'm going to try to sell my Jeep. So we might hit 70000 before we go. We have another 35 days of saving. Pretty much 30. We had a gnarly <laughs> winter, so we kind of, like, lined it up thinking like based off of last year's sales and the work we did. But if you lived in Santa Cruz or followed it in the news, national news, we were like in the eye of a storm NATO for months, floods and heaviest rains, biggest waves ever to hit, um, you know, infrastructure just getting like blown to pieces left and right. So <laughs> outdoor dining wasn't exactly, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, a priority for people. And out of our three restaurant jobs, two of them are really reliant on weather. And then I do landscaping two days a week. And I was doing construction as well, which I only got rained out of like once. But the landscaping, I got rained out of a lot. So yeah, this winter, we still worked a lot. But actually, let's... No, I guess since winter ended, we've been working a whole I mean, we had like a, a week or something where we did, you know, weeks on end. Or maybe you work one day. You're just like, okay, yeah. I guess, you know. Which was sweet because we got to take this rig down to Rincon. It took some, you know, forced vacations <laughs> that were pretty great. We did seven puzzles. That was pretty rad. Oh, the Harley segment. The Harley segment. Just about this time on Monday. Mm-hmm. Who knew? <laughs> That's great. That um, and so, you know, Jamie, as you heard, worked like five jobs. And I have been the general manager of a restaurant called Aldo's down in the harbor. But I double dipped. I also am um, a server there. So it's been because, you know, normally I would have two jobs to save for this. So I kind of just do all my jobs once. And then, I, I mean, you know, it's more for the love. But I have made... A little bit of money um, as a caretaker for Jackson, my friend's dad. I wouldn't say it at first it was uh, we wrote a book together and then we used to just be like hang out life coach partner kind of things and homies. But now it's become it's more it's moved more into like looking out for his health and uh, well-being. But that's um, yeah, that's pretty much how much money we tried to save, how much money we've saved so far, and how we did it. And we haven't got deep into budgeting yet, but also we haven't got deep in, we're not going to get deep into like a travel itinerary either. So basically it's like we have some money and well, we have a year. And we did talk last week, we tried to calculate gas, which I thought might be a hundred tanks of gas plus maybe you know, $10,000 or something. I think gas is only going to cost like $3,000. Oh, yeah, I, we'll see. Yeah, maybe so. And then there'll be a lot of mechanics fees. Yeah. Parts, um, you know, oil changes, that little kind of stuff. But sure, there's no way we're going to make it to Panama and back without needing a mechanic at some point. Yeah. And that kind of leads into Christian Edge's question for the Nelsons. Ask the Nelsons. What is it, Jamie? Um, he asked, I know there's a lot of risk involved with a trip like this. And, uh, you know, what preparations, you know, what are your concerns and what preparations are you taking 
you know. Thank you, Christian. To take Edge. care of that. Thank yeah, you. thank you, Christian. San Francisco. So, the first thing that comes to my mind is we are not taking a gun. A lot of people have asked me that because you know they think about the cartel and the shady police and whatnot. But that's just to me more danger than it's worth. Anyway, illegal. The other people are going to be more, well, heavily armed than we are, so no. I have considered maybe getting some bear spray or mace or something. Yeah, we should definitely get that. And I'm probably going to sharpen my machete and bring it down. Because mm-hmm. that's like a tool, really, down there to get the coconuts and stuff. Um, but, I mean, a crazy white girl with a machete, that's like something a little bit more intimidating than... Um, <laughs> you know? Yeah, if somebody really comes at us, Amy's going to scare them a lot more than I am. But I think one of the um, major things is we're prepared to lose everything. We have already like completely let go of all of this stuff we just listed of being stolen, the whole rig being taken from us. All of you know, we're doing our precautions. Are we? You know, we made our fo- photocopies and scanned our documents into our email files and um basically i think the idea of the freedom and the experience outweighs the fears of imaginary um trouble we might run into uh but definitely yeah there's you got to be brave to go on a trip like this and a lot of the things that we're probably fearful here we're making up you know once you get on the road and once you start experiencing these countries i think that those are a lot of like ignorant base fears but there are things like bugs and like weird infections and that are facts that's just part of this travel all basically all tropical travel right or just out of country travel you deal with being really uncomfortable a lot and that's something that i think those memories fade or something Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) but then yeah as far as the uh you know the concerns with human human issues um from the reading of blogs and watching people's travel vlogs and whatnot, it sounds like we're, we're really going to try to only once we cross the border into Baja and there, there two, four, um, we're going to try and only drive during daylight hours, get to where we hope to be camping or staying, you know, at least an hour before dark. So if that spot seems shady or weird, like this one blog we've been following, um, the Traveling Together Journal. It's Amy and Matt. We don't know them, but I've watched their videos a lot. They're very helpful. They have a truck called, a T-100 called the Blue Beauty. Um, but they seem to occasionally arrive somewhere where it seems like it's going to be a great camp spot, and they get there, and it just feels off. The people around are no good and whatnot, and so they've given themselves an hour, an hour and a half before dark to then go to a hotel and either stay there or ask if they can, you know, pay to park in the parking lot kind of thing. So that seems like good advice. Yeah. I think that's really good advice. And And, then like, um, in to shake, to, to 
Shake the Sleeping Self. Is that what it's called? Jedediah's Jedediah's book. Something like that. Um, he rode his bicycle from Oregon all the way to Patagonia. And I, I loved the book. And I remember some um, passages in there where he was saying they would get to a spot to, in, shake, in the Mex- to shake the sleeping self. Good book about doing the Pan-American Highway by bicycle and a lot more. Um, but he would get to a place and people who were coming in the opposite direction might advise like, you know, the next state down is a little sketch right now. Maybe you should stay here for another few days and wait for the news to come back. And then the people who owned the campground or the lodge or whatever would be hearing, you know, from the neighboring people. And then, you know, the cartel would get done doing their business and then they would say, all right, like carry on. So we'll be crossing paths with a lot of travelers going in both directions who will have tips for us about what's sketchy and what's safe and where to stay, where not to stay, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Y también hablamos español. So that really helps. I mean, we don't speak perfect Spanish, but we can really communicate in Spanish. Um, And I know there's this like idea that I've heard that you just pretend like you don't speak any Spanish. But I think that um, just the Spanish speaking really helps maybe avoid troublesome situations because people will tell you in Spanish who couldn't tell someone maybe traveling who didn't speak Spanish mm-hmm. what's going on. Like I remember even traveling on a bus in Honduras and we were going to go to this like national park thing. And this lady was talking to us on the bus and she was like, Oh no, that's not what you think it is. Um, mucho ladrones, you know, but she basically was like, you really do not want to go there, especially as tourists. Like, that's a really shady area. And so, you know, she helped us to avoid what might have been maybe a magical time and she only heard the rumors or whatever. But I guess the point is that I think being able to communicate um, in, a, in the... The native language. Yeah. See. Um, yeah. Yo espero que durante el año, no, no pasado, pero el año que estamos cruzando, cruzando <laughs> espero que voy a, va a comprender y hablar mucho mejor el español. Yeah. Muy bien, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> I love listening to Jamie speak Spanish. It's going to be so fun. What else? I don't know. I think that's a wrap, huh? Yeah, that might be it. Until we hit the road, you know, we're not going to have a whole lot to talk about. Yeah, we might do maybe one one or two more. This has been fun, like the practice of it. But we do love all of you guys reaching out to us and supporting us with this project. And it's been really fun, um, you know, hearing the excitement in your voices and like Christian edge for an example, hit me up today. That's why he's our featured, um, our featured dude. Cause he actually sent a question in. It's just fun. What a great, um, way to connect with everybody. Yeah. We almost took all this gear up to Anya Nueva today. We went and had a beach day and got a few waves and took a nap on the beach and threw a Frisbee for a bit. <laughs> 
But I just kind of wanted to not do anything other than that. Well, maybe but that was kind of like tripping with the Nelsons. Yeah. Maybe it's time for our, our sweet... Oh, should I just do it on kazoo? No, I'm ready. <laughs> i got to play an outro. <laughs> One, dos, tres, cuatro. Tripping with the Nelsons, yeah! Tripping with the Nelsons, yeah! And that's it for episode two. <laughs>